It's episode four of the FM Home Loans Israel Basketball League podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We have a jam-packed episode for you this week where we will review the week eight action and we'll have a discussion with Gold Seals captain Yoni Bobker. And following that, we'll talk a little playoffs. This is the final week of the regular season and we will discuss the playoffs and how the tiebreakers will work. And then finally, we will preview week nine, the final week of the regular season. Before we get to all of that, just want to remind you how you can find us. Of course, on the web at afibasketball.com. There you can find standings, scores, what the playoff bracket will look like, weekly recap articles. Uh, you can also find some of that on our Facebook page, AFI Israel Basketball League. Please visit, give us a like, and also check out replays of our FM Home Loans Game of the Week, which are broadcast live on Facebook. And finally, you can reach out to us via email. If you have any questions or comments, please send it to afibasketballmedia at gmail.com. That's the letters afibasketballmedia at gmail.com. Without further ado, let's get to the Week 8 Recap. Let's start a week eight recap with our FM Home Loans game of the week between the Cross River Mooseheads and the Gold Seals. This game was very much a game of runs. The Cross River Mooseheads started out up 5-0, all five points scored by point guard Shiraki Peretz. And then the Gold Seals countered that with an 8-0 run, leading to a Cross River Mooseheads timeout. And the Mooseheads came out of the timeout on fire Simcha Menlo came off the bench and hit four threes in the first half. And the Mooseheads closed the first half on a 23-2 run. And they led by a score of 32-15 at the break. And the Gold Seals went on another run to start the second half. They started out 14-2. They pulled within five. A score of 34-29. But unfortunately for them, that's as close as they would come the Mooseheads countered that with a 10-0 run of their own, ultimately winning by a score of 50-35. Simcha Menlo led the Mooseheads with 22 points. Chaim Krieger added 15 of his, all, of his own on a very efficient play. Shiragi Peretz had 11. Those three accounted for 96% of the Cross River Mooseheads' points. Gold Seals really struggled shooting the ball. They shot 5 for 24 from 3. And they shot 23% on field goals overall. Uh, their captain, Yoni Bobker, will explain a little bit uh, why that was the case. But not to take anything away from the Mooseheads, they moved to 5-1 and one and into a three-way tie for first place with TC and SY Savages. The Gold Seals dropped to 4-3. and three. Next, we had A. Rafi and Tommy's coming up with a 15-point win of their own. Uh, this was against Team Piazetsnas. Arafi and Tommy's moved to 4 and 2. Team Piazetsnas dropped to 2 and 3. Adam Manovich of Arafi and Tommy's continues his incredible season. He had 30 of Arafi and Tommy's 48 points. Izzy Miller dominated the glass for Arafi and Tommy's. Their two, their two losses are to two of the first place teams, Crossroad Mooseheads and SY Savages. 
Team Piazzetta is not out of the playoff race. They have two games this upcoming weekend, which we'll get to later in the show. Uh, so they can control their own destinies. Arafi and Tommy's will be in Tier 1. They have a shot at a first-round bye. Huge game this weekend, which we'll get to. Next, let's get to Power Mishnah. Power Mishnah won their opening game of the season, but they lost four straight. But they made a huge statement this weekend. They had two games. In the first one, they defeated Falafel Bowlers 47-38. to This win moved Power Mishnah to 2-4. and four. Falafel Bowlers dropped to 2-5. and five. Um, the, the Falafel Bowlers will go to Tier 2. They had one of the season's most dramatic wins and a comeback over Bad Boys a few weeks ago. But they are headed to Tier 2. And then Power Mishnah... In their second game of the weekend, defeated Bad Boys, 50-39. Power Mishnah moves to 3-4. and four. They are in the playoff hunt, plus they get a huge head-to-head -head win against Bad Boys. Each team is 3-4, and four. so it could come down to tiebreakers. So Power Mishnah with a huge late surge into the playoff picture. And Bad Boys, in their second game of the weekend, it was actually their first game of the weekend, uh, they lost to Shraga. 59 to 40. So it was a tough weekend for ba Bad Boys as they dropped both of their games. Straga moved to 5 and 2. They bounced back from their loss last week to TC with a 19 point victory. Um, as of right now, they're hanging on to fourth place in the final bye in Tier 1. But a lot will happen this upcoming weekend. So it remains to be seen if they will get that bye. It will be dependent on tiebreakers. And last but not least, from week 8, we had Lockage Group hanging on to defeat Invaders. Lockage Group actually started the game up 26-6, and Invaders went on a huge run, a 30-11 run, but they ultimately fell two points short. Lockage Group fall, uh, improves to 2-5, and, and the Invaders fall to 1-6. Both of these teams will be in Tier 2. Now that we have you caught up to date with all the action, let's get to our interview with Gold Seals captain Yoni Bobker. Yoni is actually our first player on the podcast. We had the two commissioners, our first two episodes, and then week in episode three we had Sherrett Shalvim coach Jordan Landy. So our first player, Yoni Bobker, was a great guest. He was really kind to join us and give us some insight on himself and on the Gold Seals. So without further ado, here's our interview with Yoni Bobker. Okay, we now welcome on Gold Seals captain Yoni Bobker. Yoni, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, Yoni, let's let's get to know you a little bit. Tell us about your background, what you're up to now. Uh, so, my name is Yoni Bobker. Um, I'm 18 years old. I'm from Lawrence, New York. I attended Dark Tour for Rockwood my entire life, and I'm currently in Mercado Toro. Uh, learning for the year, hopefully two or three. And um, I spent my summers in Camp Monk. And um, and once on the topic of basketball, I grew up a big Lakers fan. My dad's on my way. So I still remember watching the Lakers back in the day. I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm a big time, big time fan. I remember watching them win some championships. Hopefully, we can replicate that this season. Well, considering you're only 18, uh, there isn't, re there wasn't really a time in your life when the Lakers weren't good. So. 
it would be hard not to be a bandwagon fan, but you do you do have an excuse, I'd say. That's true. Um, so what about your your uh, history playing basketball? How long have you been playing organized basketball? And and tell us a little bit about that. Father like always taught me to like just to play basketball. He was a good basketball player, and he would like train me from a young age. I uh, would just play by like, school, by recess, by like the local gym. And then as I got a little older, I started playing more competitive. I would play, they had the top three or five times basketball league by us, which was a good league. I would play for the Young Israel Basketball League, which, which was a good competitive league with other schools. And um, I played in the mountains for, for the Camelot Monkeys. Shout out to our, our, our squad. And most recently, I was on this five pounds travel team. And it was a lot of fun. I also attended uh, Zach Rosen's basketball camp in the summer. It was a lot of fun and a good experience, and I recommend it to everybody listening. And uh, I know you're too humble to say this, but but I heard that you're actually the MVP at the Zach Rosen basketball camp. Yeah, yeah it's actually pretty crazy. So the year I went, um, we, I, actually, I actually badly spent my ankle in the uh, last game of the regular season. And um, and I was staying by at my friend's house, and his dad's actually a doctor, and he told me that I can't go to the, to the, to the playoffs, like the last day of the camp. So everyone went to the camp, and I was, like, just lying in bed, and I'm like, quick, I'm going to go play basketball. I kind of pray, so I Ubered over there. And once I was there, I decided to play, and, and it, yeah, I sort of had a pretty good game on, like, one leg and, and one MVP. Yeah. But it was a team effort, to be honest. Wow, that's crazy. That's a crazy story. So uh, let, let's talk about Gold Seals. Uh, Gold Seals just finished up their regular season at four and three. You guys are going to be in tier one of the playoffs. What about the the origins of Gold Seals? How did you guys come together? Actually, Gold Seals is our very own uh, Randy Stud, Jack Jacobus, his uh, grandparents. They were kind enough to give us sponsorship and and we'd like to bring them on the championship um what 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 kind of company is go seals real estate but i i don't know for sure can't confirm okay cool and so how do, do you are you guys all from the same area how did uh you you put the, this group together in yakov have actually me and jack have been friends for a while since since we were little so like he told me like we're like yeah let's make a team I, I first off I I, I secured Ali Grimberg for our team. He's like I tell our star player. I knew him from from like the five towns and I knew him from camp and 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 we thought he'd be a good addition. And then I called up uh, Shimmy and and um, he's older. He's a smart player. From, he's in the mayor now. And he told me he had another. He, he had one of his friends and so we picked him up and his friend up. And then uh, mid season, I knew this guy Yehuda Kramer from camp. And he's like a knockdown three shooter, so we, we decided to add him to the roster as a good uh, midseason addition. And he actually was there last game when he lost, but we felt like he could help us a lot in the playoffs with the shooting. Right, yeah, you guys missed his, his outside shooting in uh, this past week's game. Um, for someone who hasn't seen your team play, how would you describe the identity of your team? Um. I would say that when it comes to basketball, everyone says you can't have too many shooters, you can't have too many defenders, you can't have too many this. The one thing I think you could have too many is, is ball handlers. So when I put together the team, I, I figured we'll try to get 
really one main ball handler and, and, and like one or two secondary ball handlers. And then a lot of just like solid high IQ, good shooting, good rebounding, good good def- good defending. So and I felt like that would be the best situation to have a team built. So that's what we try to do. And so far it's been pretty good. We've we have lost we've, we've lost three games but they were some pretty good teams but we have to beat the best to do the best. So we don't uh make an entry on the in the playoffs and go on a run. Yeah, no doubt that you guys are capable of that. Of, of that. Uh, Ellie Greenberg is an excellent lead guard. Um, I've noticed you, you uh, are the ultimate glue guy. I don't know if you know this, but uh, according to my count in, in the last game, you yourself led the team with eight rebounds, and you also got five steals. Yeah, I like to pride myself with, with, with the small things, but also with shooting, and, and I was I think I was an excellent stuff. I think I was uh, like one for seven from shooting, and they're all open shots, so I, I, I'd like to shoot 50% next game and help out the team. I think that's a big reason why we lost. They actually they broadcasted the game, which was nice of them to do that. And um, and you see, in the first half, we take a lot of open threes, and we mix them, and we take a lot of open threes and hit them. Then they had six, and we had zero. So I think next time we can come out, we can open shots, and we could, and we could, take, and we could take the ball with. Yeah, that touches on my next and final question. Uh, in order for you guys to make a deep, uh, deep run in the Tier 1 playoffs, what do you think is the key for your team? Um, the, we, we need to schedule our games against the best teams. So I think looking at the seeding, we've already played the four best teams. So assuming we'll bump into all those teams in the playoffs, it's the second time around, so we'll have like some sort of knowledge of how to beat them. DC, they play a good uh, zone. Uh, Chaim's team that we played this past year, they play a good man. I, I think we've got a game plan better. They have, it should be a pretty easy first-round matchup, hopefully. We can take advantage of that. And then go on a nice little run. Also, maybe we'll get guys who come in cold to the games usually. Like, that's why we've been going down early. There's not like that much time to warm up. Maybe we'll find a gym or we'll get there a little early and warm up by the playoffs. Funny, my friend told me that uh, Chaim's team I'm saying it was smart of them. It's, it's a rumor. It might not be true, but I think it's true. They actually went to TJ's gym and shot around for an hour before the game, which is maybe a reason why they were hot. Oh, interesting. We, we, yeah, we think we'll be on our best by the playoffs. That's awesome. Yeah, the, the, they kind of came out on fire. There's really nothing you guys could have done to, to slow down their shooting, but uh, that, that's an interesting tactic to try to warm up a little bit more before the game. All right, Yoni, that, uh, that just about does it. Uh, thank you so much for taking time and, and speaking to us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Best of luck in the playoffs. We'll catch up again soon. Traveling with you, too. Thanks again to Gold Seals captain Yoni Bobker for taking the time to speak with us. Before we get to the Week 9 preview... Um, I'd like to briefly go over how the playoffs work in this league. So there are 18 teams in the FM Home Loans Israel Basketball League. And all 18 teams do qualify for the postseason. However, it's divided into two tiers. Uh, The top tier, Tier 1, the top 12 teams in the standings will qualify. And then the bottom six teams will go to Tier 2. And the top four teams overall will get a first round bye in Tier 1, and then the top two teams in Tier 2 will also get a bye. 
so how does qualification for the playoff work? So, of course, it goes by record. However, if there are ties, which there inevitably will be, here is how the tiebreakers work. Actually, before we get to the tiebreakers, I want to go through the standings as they are today. Of course, you can find the standings on our website, uh, afibasketball.com. Um, just to give you a sense of where things stand today, but things will shake up um, during this final week of the regular season. So at the top of the standings, we have a three-way tie between Cy Savages, TC, and the Cross River Mooseheads. So as of today, those teams would have a first-round bye, and they would be joined by Shraga, who is in fourth place alone at 5-2. and two. Following Shraga, um, and the current fifth and sixth place are Lobos and A-Rafi and Tommies at 4-2, and two, and they're going to face off this weekend in our game of the week, as we'll get to very shortly. Um, at 7th and 8th, we have Gulsios and Sharsharit Shalvim uh, at 4-3. and three. At 9 and 10, we have Pittsburgh Strong and Rap City tied at 3-3. Three and three. And then the final two spots at the moment um, in Tier 1 belong to Power Mishnah and Bad Boys tied at 3-4. and four. Uh, Currently on the outside looking in, uh, with a chance to get in, depending on what happens this weekend, are Team Pizetnas, who are at 2-3, and three, and Ashrain Holy Bagels, who are at 2-4. and four. Um, The last four teams have all already clinched a spot in Tier 2. Um, Falafel Ballers and Lockage Group at 2-5, and five, and then Aliyah Glory and Invaders. So now let's talk about how the tiebreakers will work. If all of the tie teams have played one another, um, then whoever won- had the best record in those head-to-head games... Um, would clinch the higher seeds. So, for example, if two teams were tied and they played one another, um, then whoever won that matchup would win the higher seed. Uh, if there are three teams and they all played one another, whoever had the highest record between them um, would get the higher seed. If they're all tied, meaning if they all went one and one against each other, or if the teams did not play one another, again, they would have had to play each other team that they're tied with, then we'd move on to the second tiebreaker, which is the aggregate record of defeated teams. This means, this means that you take the teams that you defeated and you add up their record, and you compare that to the record of other teams you're tied with, defeated teams. It goes by a winning percentage, and if there's still a tie after that, we go to the aggregate record of all opponents, and if there's still a tie after that, which is unlikely, there will be um, a random selection. So, the bottom line for this weekend is you need to win, first and foremost. And then, um, after that, it, and especially for teams that are not playing this weekend, you want to root for the teams that you played, and especially the teams that you beat. So, um, that's information on tiebreakers for playoffs are going to work. Um, this upcoming weekend... Should be um, really exciting. So, without further ado, let's get to the week nine preview. So, in week nine, we get started on Thursday night, and right off the bat, we have a major matchup with playoff implications. We have Team Piazetnas, they will have two games this weekend, and they need to win at least one of them and two to feel safe. 
and in this first matchup they will face Rap City. So Rap City comes in at three and three. They also need to win to feel safe in tier one. Uh, they could still get in via tiebreaker if they finish three and four. The same could be said for Team Biazesnas, but this game is huge for each team. Team Biazesnas comes in at, at two and three. So again, whoever wins this game will be in tier one. Uh, the loser still has potential, but won't feel good about it. Uh, our second game on Thursday night will be the FM Home Loans Game of the Week. It is A. Rafi and Tommy's and Lobo's. Each team comes in at four and two. So the winner of this game um, will move into a three-way tie, or possibly four-way tie, uh, with Shraga, who's already finished at five and two, and the loser of. Cross River Moosehead versus Sai Savages will also be 5-2, and, and if TC loses, they would also be 5-2. and two. Um, the, uh, At least one 5-2 team will get a first-round bye. So, again, the winner of this game can get a first-round bye and uh, earn a spot in the quarterfinal of Tier 1. So, a huge matchup. You can watch it live on our Facebook page. Um, a. Rafi and Tommy's, their losses have both come to first place teams, Cross River Mooseheads and Sai Savages. And Lobo's losses also to impressive teams, Shraga and Cross River Mooseheads. Should be a great matchup, uh, two of the better guards in the league. For A. Rafi and Tommy's, Adam Manovich, and for Lobo's, Alicia Rudman. So, make sure to tune in and see how this one pans out. And following that one, we have another really good one. It is TC at 5 and 1. They'll face off against Gold Seals at 4 and 3. This is actually a rematch of week 4, which TC won 52 43. Gold Seals have lost back to back games. Um, this game actually will not count towards the record. So, really, pressure is off for Gold Seals to go all out and try to get some momentum headed into the postseason. They're not going to get a first round bye. So, this is a good way to, to stay fresh. We heard. Yoni Bobker talked about how, how the team needs to do a better job of staying fresh. So this is a really good opportunity for them to play one of the top teams in the league. Uh, for TC, if they win and Cross River Mooseheads defeat Psy Savages, uh, TC would clinch the first overall seed and of course a bye uh, via the tiebreaker that they hold with their win over Cross River Mooseheads. Uh, if they win and Psy Savages defeats Crossroad Mooseheads, then TC would get the the number two seed because Psy Savages defeated them. Um, and again, a loss for them puts them into a four-way tie, um, as mentioned earlier. Let's go to Mose Shabbos. There are no games on Friday this week. Um, tipping things off, we have another game with playoff implications. Actually, almost every game this week. No, every game this week does have playoff implications. In terms of which team gets into tier one, so this one is Ashrenu Holy Bagels against Aliyah Glory. The Holy Bagels coming at two and four. Aliyah Glory is one and six, so they have already clinched a spot in tier two, um, and they have a chance to play spoiler. Uh, the Holy Bagels need a win to qualify for tier one, um, and even that won't clinch them a spot. Though it will depend on tiebreakers. So the, they also should be rooting for um, Psy Savages to, to win to improve their second tiebreaker because again, Australian Holy Bagel with that huge win earlier in the season over the Savages. 
Second game of the night will be Team Team, team PSS in the second game of the weekend. And they will come in at either 2 and 4 or 3 and 3. So either way, they will have a chance to get into the playoffs with this win. Uh, they face off against Pittsburgh Strong. Comes in at 3 and 3. Again, for Pittsburgh Strong, if they win, they will be in. 4 and 3 get you into Tier 1 and loss gets them into the jumble um, of 3 and 4 teams. And one thing to note about this game, uh, this will be Team PSS in its fifth game in the past three weeks, including the second this weekend. Um, it's their second time in three weeks that they're, they're having a double header. Uh, Pittsburgh Strong is coming off of a bye, so we'll see if if that momentum will be with Team PSS um, as they try to get into Tier 1. And we will close the regular season with... One of the better games of the year. It's SY Savages at 5-1 against Cross River Mooseheads, also at 5-1. This is the last game of the regular season. Um, the Psy Savages, again, if they win, they automatically clinch a bye and the number one overall seed. And the Cross River Mooseheads, to get the number one seed, would need a win and a TC loss. But a win, nonetheless, will clinch a bye. Um, and a loss by either team gets them into a 5-2 and two tiebreaker with two or three other teams to determine who gets that coveted first round bye. So for sure, it'll be an exciting weekend. Uh, make sure to tune in. And next week, we will have a recap of the final week plus a preview of the playoffs um, it should be good. Things heating up in the FM Home Loans Israel Basketball League. Once again, thanks to Yoni Bomker of Gold Seals for joining us. And we'll be back with you. Same bat time, same bat channel next week.